Welcome back to the Garden of Glass podcast presented by the Hope Farm. I'm your host, Bentley Evans, and today I've got a very special guest with me, uh, William Haynes from Provisions. Uh, he is the co-founder, president, um, wearer of many hats over there, and uh, we're excited to get him on and, and talk about uh, you know their business and uh, the ups and downs and all the, the good stuff in between. So uh, welcome, man. Awesome. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, so I want to, you know, first off, I guess, give you an opportunity to kind of introduce yourself, kind of tell us a little bit about your personal background and, uh, and and kind of what brought you to where you are now. How long of a version do you want? <laughs> <laughs> as long as you want, man. Uh, okay, so I'm William Haynes. I uh, grew up in Mobile, and, um, you know, I think I, I was always sort of like, drawn to hospitality in the service industry. Um, but professionally, I, if you looked at my resume, it's kind of all over the place. So I was an analyst for a commercial real estate company. And then um, my wife and I moved to California. And we'll probably talk a little bit about that <laughs> later. But then we moved to Tennessee and trained at Blackberry Farm. Um, and then took a hard right and worked in government affairs for um, about seven years before we started provision and okay. we have three kids, three boys that are six, four and six months. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So your time at Blackberry, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So we, we were living in Northern California and, um, we were, we had, we had been married four months and we decided to move to California and we moved in with six people to afford Northern California. Right, yeah. And so we had six housemates. It was a total melting pot, um, people from different countries and all sorts of different backgrounds. And it was it was a horrible situation. <laughs> <laughs> was this pre-kids? Yes, thank okay. God. Um, <laughs> we'd only been married four months. Oh, nice. Also, good thing it was pre-kids. Um, <laughs> and... We like we couldn't use the heating and air. There are all these terrible rules for this house. But <laughs> Elizabeth's parents came to visit Northern California for a conference, and they were staying in San Francisco. And they got us a room at the Ritz, which is where they were staying. Nice. So we went from like our life of abject poverty to the Ritz, <laughs> and we were like, "Oh my gosh, this is the most healing thing we've ever done. <laughs> we've got to give this to people. Like we have to spend our life." giving people yeah. this experience. Yeah. And that really was like the genesis of our passion for the service industry. And so I mean, it's so naive looking back, but we're like, hmm, what do we do now? I guess we should go train at a hotel. Yeah. So we tried to think of the best place that we knew of, which was Blackberry Farm. Sure. And we we did not know the proprietor at the time, Sam Bell, personally, but we kind of knew enough people that knew him. And so we flew across the country to meet with him and kind of pitched this like, hey, Sam, you should let us come and train and rotate around the departments. Yeah. Uh, and he was very gracious and let us do that. So for about two years, we, like I said, we rotated. So between the two of us, we worked in all of the departments at BlackBerry. Wow. So everything from, you know, sales, which is kind of nice, to yeah. housekeeping, which yeah. is not as nice, sure. and everything in between. But it was, I mean, it was fantastic. 
experience. One, because BlackBerry is exceptional and we learned a lot of skills. Two, because we really had an understanding of kind of the grind that the service industry can be. Sure. And, you know, I think when we were starting provision, so many people would say, oh, do you know what you're signing up for? Or I, my aunt owned a restaurant and it about killed her, <laughs> you know, all these things. Right. And, I mean, we really were able to say, like, yes, we actually do understand yeah. what we're signing up for. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have that uh, ability. We were, you know, new, new to this, had no yeah. ex- prior experience to it. So when people kind of gave us that whole pitch, <laughs> it was like, well, we'll see, I guess. You yeah. know? We're in it now. So. Yeah. But um, so – Blackberry, I'm, I'm interested. So what, what portion of that do you think was most beneficial to you now currently? I think sort of the spirit of Blackberry, I mean, which probably sounds a little cliche or something, but uh, yeah. I think they provide such a level of excellence that, um, that I mean, that's probably the biggest takeaway. So yeah. like, you know, all the little things when you go to BlackBerry, like you walk in, if you're having a meeting, you walk in and all the pens are lined up the same way yeah. with BlackBerry Farm facing out and the <laughs> notepads are the same place every single time. And you, I mean, kind of one of the mantras at BlackBerry is yes is the answer. What's the question? And that's the, you know, that's the attitude towards the guests. Like what, what can we do for you? We'll figure out how to make it happen. Right. So I definitely think that spirit um, is, was the most impactful thing, probably on a tactical level, just the, like, working in the food and beverage aspect of BlackBerry. And, I mean, again, I think just, like, I never worked, like, I never waited tables in college or any of those kinds of things that might (laughs) prepare you. Yeah, right. And so for me, just, like, having some of those tactical skills on the food and beverage side was super important. Yeah. Probably... My wife, who who started provision with me, would say, um, I think for her, like working on the retail side, really prepped her for buying, being our buyer, right, and selecting our products. Um, so yeah, that's probably. Yeah, I can imagine that's like a whole animal of its own, right yes. there. Especially all the different things that y'all have in yeah. there. Um, all right, I'm gonna take this time real quick to introduce the cocktail for the episode. Um, it's a riff on a Manhattan, and it's Oye Como Va is the name of it. Uh, it's got two ounces of mezcal, or mezcal, all right. three-fourths ounces of chinar, that's an artichoke liquor, uh, one-fourth ounce of cochi torino, uh, it's a sweet vermouth, and two dashes of chocolate mole bitters, and then you stir it on a big rock, and you garnish it with a Luxardo cherry. It's delicious. It is very good. Cheers, man. Cheers. Yeah. So I want to I want to hear a little bit about the or actually I want to hear all of it uh, the uh, the inception story. So yeah. I'm curious, kind of you know, obviously you've you've told a little bit about you know BlackBerry and your time in, in California and how that kind of um, you know y'all kind of decided that y'all wanted to give back that experience that y'all had at the Ritz and 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 all of that. But how how did the you know the the provisions inception story? Come yeah. Out? Well, so as I said, we. When we were leaving BlackBerry, I mean, we really were looking for another resort to go work at. And so we were kind of traveling around mostly the southeast and getting job offers. And coincidentally, somebody announced they were running for mayor of Mobile, and I was, which is where I grew up. Yeah. And I was just really 
jazzed about their campaign. And I've always kind of loved politics and government too. Gotcha. So I told my wife, you know, this doesn't make any sense, but I have to go work on this campaign <laughs> and then we'll get back on track. Right. And she was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and so long story short, I worked on that campaign and ended up working for a company in government affairs. But during that time we had kids. And so like all during this time, we still had this thing kind of desire in us of like, we have to start a service industry business right. before we die. Right. And we didn't really know when that would be. And it felt like it was getting less and less likely. Um, but once we had kids during that season, we thought, you know, we probably shouldn't try to open a hotel. Right. Like it would be nice to at least have 12 hours <laughs> where we don't have customers right, as yeah. much as we love them. Yeah, exactly. We love the customers. <laughs> of course, um, of course. <laughs> and so we kind of just started thinking about the things we love and um, we sort of just thought, I mean, we kind of just wonder, like, can you mash these things together in a right. way that's not super confusing? Right. And during that time, we did some research and we found some other concepts, primarily in bigger markets yep. that have done similar things. So like Oxford Exchange in Tampa is a great example. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, I mean, at that point we were kind of gleaning some inspiration from them, but really it was us just thinking like, what can we do to mash together the things we love about the service industry mm-hmm. sans sleeping with us? Right. Right. I, uh, I, we're kind of the same way. I mean, we took something that it was like a passion of mine, passion of my dad's yeah. and combined them into something that we kind of hadn't seen before. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like what y'all did. Like when you go in there, like it's a, it's a very unique experience. Yeah. Um, so obviously you have the tagline sip shop saver. Yeah. Um, so kind of what was the intended experience or perception from the guest side that y'all wanted them to have when y'all walked in the door? Yeah. I mean, I think that we, well, I think it's probably evolved from what we imagined. Like when we, I mean, if you had asked me, I don't know, a year before we opened, I would have said that it was going to be like much more heavily a market Mm -hmm. and a specialty grocery market. And then like you could get a pastry. Right. (laughs) Um, So that's definitely evolved. But we did know pretty early on that like we wanted it to be this space that felt like you could hang out and lounge, if you will. Yeah. Um, And that it would kind of like transition throughout the times of the day. So like you could come for breakfast, you could study, you could get lunch, whatever. Yeah. Meet people, you know, get a glass of wine at night. So, and hopefully shop while you were in between there. Yeah. Um, And I think, I mean, for us, we didn't use these words, but a customer didn't really resonated that it's kind of Fairhope's at one of Fairhope's living rooms. And I think that yeah. that feels kind of accurate to me. Like it's, I mean, it kind of feels like a, um, like a town center a little bit, yeah. you know, like yeah. a gathering place right. throughout the day. 
Yeah, I mean, I, we've experienced every aspect of it. Uh, our entire team uses it as an yes. office usually every day. So I've, I've gotten the, the breakfast, the, the lunch, and the dinner. Uh, I want to bring get, come there with my wife. And um, each experience has its own identity to it, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think it's y'all have done a really great job at that. Thank you. Um, I'm curious. So from the original inception, changes to the overall concept, like, um, you know, live music, maybe experiences that y'all are offering. I know y'all offer like some wine retreats and things, um, private events. Like, was that all on the agenda in the beginning or is that kind of evolved? Definitely evolved. Um, I mean, even like I I was saying, you know, we, so about 50% of our business is restaurant, if you will. So like the bar, coffee, food from the kitchen. Sure. And then 50% is everything else. I think beforehand I would have thought that it was like 70% would have been retail. Right. So wine, grocery, home goods, and then the rest would have been restaurant. Yeah. So I think that balance is very different than kind of what we imagined. Mm -hmm. So that's one big change. Yeah. And, you know, operationally, obviously that's a huge change. I mean, the way you staff for, Something that's like twenty percent a restaurant yeah. versus fifty is different. very different. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we didn't intend on doing events at all. Yeah, and pretty quickly we, like, somebody just asked if they could have a rehearsal dinner there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, at first I thought, I mean, it's kind of strange to me. Like, we have grocery shelves, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> they're elegant though. <laughs> yeah, but we did it and it worked and. So, you know, it was kind of one of those things that it just kind of fed itself and is a growing portion of of the business, um, yeah. one that I think we deliver well on. So, and it's fun. I mean, I know y'all do a lot of events too. For yeah. us, I think it's always fun for our team because they kind of get to get out of the like day-to-day grind. Right. Um, so that's, that's really fun. That's definitely a difference. Uh, one thing that's very different, I mean, kind of back to like the restaurant piece, but is how big of a deal coffee is for us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I thought coffee would have been like a nice thing to have. Right. <laughs> it's like a major it's part. A thing. It's a huge <laughs> part of yeah. who we are. Right. Um, which is great. Also brings, I mean, it just brings its own like challenges. There's a whole world of coffee people who travel around the country yeah. drinking coffee and Standards. smelling beans and yeah. all this stuff that I, I mean, I shouldn't say this out loud, but like, I really don't know <laughs> much about. <laughs> but I, I'm with you. I'm with so, you. Um, that's a difference. And yeah, so you mentioned like trips. So that was really, oh, wait, I, I, now that, I haven't thought about this in forever. <laughs> so we, we, last year we took a trip to uh, North Carolina, and we partnered with a little resort there called The Swag. Yeah. And it went so well, we're doing it again this year. Nice. But um, honestly, that idea came from, we went to, before we, I mean, this was like shortly before we opened, and we, Elizabeth, my wife Elizabeth and I and our wine director, Christina, went to Seaside, Florida. We were talking to the owner of Medical Market. Yeah. And he said, I've always wanted to do a wine trip. And take some of our, like, big wine customers on a trip. Yeah. And Christina said, oh, I can do that. Like, we're going to do it. And I was like, I mean, I can, you know, I mean, I was just like, 
my head was so Logistics. full of things. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you're like, we're trying to open. You know, right. like, if you can do it, I'll show up. Sure. But I have no capacity to work on that. Yeah. And um, she, she, she did it. I mean, she got, I mean, she did the whole thing, and it was awesome. So um, I'm sure you've had, like, stories, too, where, you know, it's kind of one of those things, like, if a team, like, if we have a team member who has some brainchild that they feel like they can pull off, then I'm all about it. Yeah. And that one I really can take no credit for. No, I'm with you. That's how we went from, like, a 1,600-square-foot building to a 6,000-square-foot building. <laughs> like, it, like, it just grew as we had team members that had certain skills or things that they were passionate mm-hmm. about, and we just kind of exploited those things. And, and that's how our whole concept continuously grew. And it was, like, like you're saying, like, in the middle of, like, open, getting up to opening. So it was, like – all right, yeah, well, let's do this. Let's yeah. do this, you know? And it was just like, we wanted to, you know, do everything really well. So it was right. like, we don't want to try to do too many things and not do them, like, to our standard. Yeah. Um, but I think y'all have done a great job at that as well, just kind of making sure that everything is kind of in line with your brand. Yeah. Um, so How did the Hope Farm evolve to what it is now from what your original – or y'all's original concept was. Yeah, so basically in the beginning, it was going to be a farm. Like, it was my passion. I was trying to figure out a way to kind of, you know, figure out a career in that path, and it was farming. Because so you majored in... I ag- didn't, didn't major in oh. agriculture. I was just business major, you okay. know, basically like Me didn't too. know what I wanted to do kind of thing. Business and, administration? Uh, yeah, it was business management, so <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, so I did that, and, and I came out, and I just sold medical devices, but then I'd realized, like my wife was super health conscious. And so we started growing things in our backyard and trying to like do that homesteading lifestyle. And I was like, I really enjoyed it. Like I got yeah. a lot of fulfillment off of like growing things and like cooking it and eating it. And mm-hmm. it was like, it just felt good. So I was like, how can I turn this into something that I can do every day and make yeah. money at it? Um, so as we did that, we kind of started out with, you know, the hydroponic farming. We found that, that technology and we were just going to be a little farm and have a little produce stand. And we were going to grow for like chefs around the area. Yeah. And it was going to be kind of, you know, real boutique. And, um, as we got into it, crunching the numbers was like, all right, this is farming. So it's like, what other things can we, what other revenue streams can we put with this? Yep. Um, and so we decided to, that's when dad got involved and he loved, you know, wine. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he was like, well, let's just try to put a wine bar with it and kind of create a little unique thing out of it. And, um, so it, it evolved into a wine bar. (laughs) and then uh that was a little beep from the office upstairs (laughs) um it evolved into a wine bar slash farm um where we were going to be growing things for ourselves and for other other um chefs and restaurants and then as we started hiring people on we hired um you know our first general manager and he was um you know really into cocktails Mm. and so we were like you know there's no reason not to offer that here as well so it's like all right now we're a cocktail bar and a wine bar and then, um, you know, our, our food piece, when we came on, it was originally just going to be tapas, like really yeah. small, like not a big part of this at yes. all. And we got someone in that had some talent and they put in together a menu and it was like, well, this kind of makes sense to kind of exploit this. And people in the beginning, it was hard to kind of explain what we were, yeah. you know, it was like, are y'all a restaurant or are you yeah. a wine bar or like what? And it's like, well, people usually ended up coming here expecting a, a meal a restaurant you know yeah. and so that's kind of how we evolved in that and then obviously our space as it grew it lended itself to events um and so um but yeah just as as we got people in and kind of started you know we're me and me and dad are very kind of 
open kind of open yeah. door policy of like ideas and things that people have. And so, especially our employees. And so, um, we just decided to exploit those as they came about. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So, but, uh, all right. So we both have something in common. We both, uh, opened during the pandemic. I thought you were going to say went to Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> we did. War Eagle. War Eagle. Um, but we, we both opened during the pandemic. And so, um, obviously we kind of dealt with some of the same things and we've had these conversations, you know, throughout the time, but what do you think, um, as y'all were opening, did y- y'all open in May? Yeah. May, May 2020. of 2020. So it was like right in the middle of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the country shut down like March. Yeah. 20th. Yeah. So were, were we in like the, the quarantine period when y'all were open or is it like right so after? So we actually had to delay opening because of the shutdown. Right. Shutdown, shutdown. Right. And then, I don't, I mean, it feels like yesterday in some ways and <laughs> sure. like 17 years ago, but, um, at the time when they did, when they announced the lockdown, it was like two weeks at a time. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, we're locked down for two weeks and then it would be two, I think it was like two more weeks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was like, do we like tell like, do we finish hiring people? Do we, right? I mean, and how do you hire people? It was so yeah. weird. And then, and then when they said you could open things, it was like, you can open in two weeks. And then it was like, oh, wow, we have to hire everybody and train everybody yeah. and try to open. Right. Like, cause you needed revenue. Like yes. <laughs> you were there. Everything we were the was already in we place. Needed revenue. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So it was like, and then that's kind of, you know, so. Did y'all, when y'all were hiring people, did you like do it through Zoom or did you meet with people or We what? hired, um, I mean, a few, like our key people, like our wine director, yeah, our kind of coffee manager in front of house manager, we had hired, you know, months prior. Sure. Um, but, and then I remember we had to, tra- like we were interviewing people in person and then we had to start doing Zoom right. or something. Yeah. And then we just kind of were like, let's just stop hiring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the future this is. <laughs> going to be alive. <laughs> it's so like nerve wracking, dude. Because like, yeah. you've, you've gotten to that point where it's like everything has, is done. And yeah. it's like now we have to generate dollars. Yes. Like, or, yeah. or we're going to be like, screwed. I guess we're going to do takeout. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We spend and it's all like, this money on the place. Yeah. Like, you don't want that to be the first experience people get. Yeah. It's like you put all that time and emphasis into the experience of being there. Right. That makes it, you know, unique. That if you put it into Go Box, it's like people well, judge well, that well. in like a yeah. harshly. Yeah. Um, so, as far as retaining employees through that time, what do you think was, you know, the key to that? Obviously, um, you know, y'all have done a decent job. I see the same, a lot of the same faces yeah. in there from the beginning. So, I mean, what was your, what was your key there? Yeah, I think for us, we, so for, for, uh, for Elizabeth and I, the culture of provision, the workplace culture is super important. Sure. We spend a lot of time talking about it and talking to our employees about it. And I think that that has helped. Yeah. I mean, I'm biased. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like you could ask most of them and they would say it's a really good workplace culture. Yeah. Which I think has really helped with retention and hiring. Um, yeah. It's, it's workplace culture. Like, you know, I think that is 
um, you know, one of the things as well that we align with, um, and it may be, you know, not, not, not to hate on anyone that's a, a generation older or, or whatever, but I think our generation, we put an emphasis on that. Like people yeah. really are wanting a good work culture. Yeah. Like uh, they want to be happy when they go to work. They want to be fulfilled. They want to be, you know, you know, feel like they're a part of the team and yeah. empowered and stuff. So I well, think that's I think huge for us. You know, I, I, the tri- the typical restaurant in particular culture is pretty terrible. Right. You know, it's f- like there's chefs yelling and people crying and <laughs> people are fired on the spot and yeah. all this kind of drama. And, you know, I, I, particularly in our kitchen, I feel like people are like, oh, wow, you're like kind, yeah. kind humans. And yeah. I mean, we definitely have high standards and there's there's a lot of coaching mm-hmm. but I, you know we try to like tie it all back to kind of our core values and kind of how do we work together to, to make this a better place and yeah. then I mean I'll, I'll say the other thing on culture that I love is I feel like our team they're all or I mean for the most part all have at least a friend at work yeah and so they'll hang out after work or, you know, they'll whatever. Yeah. Uh, like we have people that have become roommates <laughs> yeah, or yeah, start right. dating. Right. Um, oh, I love Sometimes that provisions. goes well, sometimes yeah. it doesn't. But well, it's bad when they get COVID because <laughs> they both can't come to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think, and I, I mean, like in my last job, uh, there were probably six people that we were all really good friends and we went to lunch together every day. Yeah. And, you know, that'll make you put up with a lot. For sure. If you feel like, well, I mean, worst case scenario, like I had a terrible day, but I'm with these people I like. Right. So that always makes me feel really happy that they all want to see each other. I agree with that. Yeah, it's it's something, you know, that we've, I feel like we've done pretty successfully here. It's like we're all friends outside of this, you know, right. our families, we get together and stuff. And yeah. it, it really does, like you said, it uh, it allows people to put up with some things maybe a little longer than they would yeah. or, or whatever, or, or do things that or asked of them that maybe are outside their scope or their original, you know, job title or whatever. Yeah. Um, So as far as, um, you know, the kitchen side of things, I would, I don't think you don't have any prior experience in the kitchen, right? No. You know, some, some like college uh, ramen and stuff. Yes. Um, So that's the same thing with us. It was like, this is the one part of this business that we really are relying on someone else to execute. And we found, you know, that it's, it's a, it's a interesting it's thing. A beast. It's a beast. Yes. It's a, cause I, you know, I, like you said, like I have, I didn't grow up working in a restaurant. I didn't have any of that experience. And so our opening night, I was able to see just how the, the, the controlled chaos that happened in that kitchen, mm. it was like, it was eye opening to, yeah. to the whole industry, but it was like a lot of respect too, to those yeah. people that, that, that are in the trenches doing that. But that was the toughest part. So yes. like, as far as when y'all go about hiring people for the, for the back of house, like, you know, did you have someone that established mm-hmm. recipes for you or do you have someone that you kind of have settled on that now kind of takes that lead or <laughs> how's that work? <laughs> so we have, Oh, it's making me sweat. <laughs> so we did not have that much help. <laughs> Enough help. Mm-hmm. So we, I mean, we were, like, searching for a chef. I mean, as we've talked about, it was during COVID. Yeah. It was really hard to find people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think particularly in the restaurant industry during that time, it was like a reprieve for people who had spent their life in the industry because of the um, relief from the government. It was sort of like, oh, great. We, you know, it's like a, a break. Yeah. So it was like, it was a really hard pitch to sure. try to hire somebody. Yeah, it's got to be really appealing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we didn't have like a huge budget, so we can pay a ton. Right. And <clears throat> we... I mean, it it was something crazy, like, three weeks before opening, and we just didn't have anybody. Yeah. And, I mean, it's one of those things that's, like, I I mean, I don't don't know what else to do. Well, like, we got to, like, just make, fake it. Yeah. Fake it I guess I'm scramble eggs. Right. (laughs) Hey, they're delicious, by the way. (laughs) Scrambled (laughs) eggs, bacon, morning order. And so we had my wife's twin came down. We hired a cook, like, not a chef. Right, right. (laughs) And... My wife's twin came down, developed some recipes. Okay. Two of which are still on the menu and are super popular, which are our breakfast biscuit and our West Indies avocado toast. Mm. Um, And then we like phoned a friend and called Will Hughes, who's a chef in town who does catering. And (laughs) I literally remember Elizabeth said, I will sell my car (laughs) to. Hire Will to help us open. <laughs> <laughs> we were so desperate. Oh, nice. <laughs> and she didn't have to sell her car, but he kind of helped us at least open. So yeah. he basically was there for like, I think it was two weeks before opening, two weeks post-opening, training the team. Sure. Um, fast forward, we ended up finding a chef. It's been such a win-win situation. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's made all the difference. Like, I cannot imagine what my life would have been like over the last two years without a chef. Yeah. It's just, I mean, as you said, it's just a kitchen, a commercial kitchen is a lot. Oh, yeah. And I would be dead. Yeah. Without her. Oh, yeah. No, it's such an integral part when you have someone you can trust to, like, you know they're going to execute. Yeah. And you know they're going to, like you know, have their hand on the, you know, financial side, on the yeah. order, you know, like you just know that you have somebody in that position that's the right person. It takes a yeah. ton of stress and load off of you. Well, and I feel like for us, which, you know, I mean, it's probably different for every like owner operator, but for us, our skill sets are very much not in the kitchen. Same. So like, you know, I feel like I have some skill sets that are front of house related, mm-hmm. And then some that are kind of business vision related. Sure. And Elizabeth has, you know, I mean, her skills are more like marketing, buying, styling, culture. Yeah. Um, so it was like, we really need, that was, that was, I mean, probably that and wine yep. were things like we really needed somebody. Right. You need some expertise in those yeah. areas. But it sounds like y'all are a good team as far as, you know, how y'all divvy up that. That's uh, it's important to have somebody that's proficient in both of those things. So I'm curious, yeah. how is the the husband wife dynamic working together? How's that been? I honestly, I think it's a ton of fun. Like, I we love working together. I mean, obviously, we had worked together at Blackberry before. Yeah, not as closely, so we were always in different departments. Yeah, um, so that's different. I mean, we all we always are kind of chuckling because. Like, you know, when we have our manager meetings, like we 
will get in little spats. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always kind of feel bad for the managers. Cause I'm like, oh gosh, we're like making this awkward for everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's um, easy to argue with someone you know so well. You know? Yeah. Um, but on the whole, I would say it's just been it, it. It's really been great, and we really. I mean, we have areas that it's very clear. Yeah. Which one of us should take the lead? It's also really nice to have somebody that you trust, you know, almost absolutely to, sure. I mean, like today we had a personnel situation and, you know, I could just step out and call Elizabeth and say like, Hey, this is what's going on. This is how I'm thinking about handling it. And just to have somebody to, that's like in the trenches with you that, yeah. that you trust absolutely um, has been great. And I think for, our kids, it's been great because they understand. I mean, in their minds, I like make biscuits every day. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Which, you know, it, they is something they can understand. Whereas yeah. with government affairs, it was like, you yeah. do what? Yeah, like what does your dad do? Yeah, yeah. He like flies to DC, and I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I think that's a really rewarding thing about the service industry is it's like, you like I make this thing for people to. Enjoy. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And you can have your kids up there too. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like that kind of thing where like you can see them whenever y'all are both kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. So it kind of revolves around that. And then yeah, obviously I'm, I'm sure y'all do a great job of kind of balancing the, the work and family life. But so now, but I have to ask you about yeah. your dad. <coughs> That's a totally different relationship. We, uh, we touched a little bit on it in the first podcast, but it's uh yeah, it's a, it's interesting dynamic for sure. Um, and it's taken us some time to work through for sure um you know he he has his ways of doing things i have my way of doing things um we don't get to kiss and make up so it's a little different dynamic uh but uh, <laughs> but you know the best part yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would imagine but uh you know at the end of the day though we figured out kind of you know how he works his strengths my strengths and uh you know we're continuing to figure that out as well and yeah. kind of where you know we fall but we kind of we pull in the same direction you know we have the same same uh, goals with this thing and so um and we have some good support at home so i think that's pretty yeah. important but so as far as your future goals with provisions is there you know goals for anything an, another location anywhere or you know expanding on this current one you know or anything you can tell us yeah so we originally we thought like we'll open provision number one and then we'll definitely have number two open in like 18 months sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so on and so forth uh i mean pretty quickly i thought Oof, this is not a super scalable business yeah there's just a lot going on in there mm -hmm. so i, I mean a like initial like at that point you know i don't know when that was but six months in i kind of thought we this is going to take some time to yeah. like get this right right and i mean kind of like you were saying with hope farm like y'all have several different functions and you don't want to sacrifice the experience of any of those and you know i thought i don't want to i mean you hear about plenty of businesses that grow too quickly mm -hmm. and fail mm -hmm. and so i thought at in some ways it's a little painful, but like, I want to like double down on focusing on what we have in front of us. Yep. I think more recently, um, none of this is concrete, but I think that it could be interesting to like expand 
portions of our business. So, and whether that's drive through for coffee um, or like a cafe like we have sure. or um, on wine, obviously, can't be drive through in Alabama. Louisiana. Governor yeah. Ivy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would like to make a suggestion. Uh, but I think that those are probably the two things that are most interesting in terms of growth. I mean, I think that, like, the travel piece is fun. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. I would like to take It benefits you as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's a really cool thing that y'all are doing. Uh, it takes a – yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that just takes a ton of work. Yeah. So, but I do – I mean, I could see a day when we have additional wine trips. Right. So those are – probably the most obvious yeah or kind of most in front of us right now and i do think that we're can you know we continue to just try to be faithful with what's in front of us yeah just dedicated to it yeah yeah i'm, I'm with you that's kind of our, our whole thing as well it's just like oh, let's let's really do this really well yeah and then think about you know kind of how we expand on this one um but like you said kind of We've, we've, we've thrown around the idea of kind of taking portions that we do really well here and then expanding on those and yeah. not necessarily the whole concept in, right. you know, somewhere else because it is, it's daunting. It's got yeah. a lot and you have to have people in place here for you to go and do something somewhere yes. else, you know, and then also you're kind of uprooting where you're, you know, you have your home life. It's kind of, you got to figure yeah. it out here and then you go do a location somewhere yeah. else and it's like, well, you're traveling. do we want to do this? But Well, and I think, I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way, but, like, I remember pre this hearing people say, like, talk about how in any business, like, it's kind of all hinging on the people. Yeah. And, you know, on the flip side, like, as an employee, I always felt like oh, it was, like, lip service. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's amazing how true that is, mm -hmm. like. I, you know, there's no way I could do anything else in my life without having the right people in place. Like right now, our GM's out on maternity leave. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, she's like the pinch point. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like everything flows through her. Yeah, like, wow, I realize now how much she does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just amazing how how true that is. Which I mean, it sounds kind of obvious in some regards but i guess i you know like i said i just remember on the flip side film like oh somebody's like paying me lip service like right. the hr department told them to say that right 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 but that's i mean it really is it I, matters uh, having the right people in the right seats is like key yeah and figuring that out and then figuring out when people aren't the right people and then yes. making those moves mm -hmm. that's tough that's yeah. one of the been one of the toughest parts probably of ownership of something has been that, that having those conversations yeah. or those realizations when you, cause like, you know, with us, like you said, with y'all's culture, you kind of bring those people in, they become kind of your family and like you get yeah. really involved with their family and right. you know, like, you know, their kids and everything. Yeah. And so like when things start changing, it's tough. Yeah. And, and like you realize the impact that's going to have on their families. Right. And so it's just like, whew, it's yeah, just it's hard. It's tough. But then you also have to think about like, but we do have to, you know, we have to think about everybody else in this business yeah. as well. And, and well, I would, yeah, I mean, I would say, kind of on that point I'm always teaching or kind of talking to our managers like that you know when you're scheduling or when you're making decisions you have to put the business first right. which sounds so hard <laughs> <laughs> because you I mean in this industry hours are 
hours are money. Right. I mean, in most in most industries, but like that is a reward in some regard. Yeah. And you know, it feels very harsh to say that, but at the end of the day, like if we don't if we don't have a business, nobody has. They a don't job. have a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's for the greater good. Right. You know? But so as an entrepreneur, I want to ask you kind of what would you give someone that is trying to start start a company or developing a brand in the hospitality industry? What would be your specific uh, advice? I think I would say to like it has to have your DNA your kind of soul in it. Yep. You know, like for you guys, if like the, I mean, I remember hearing about the, mu- like how you were growing the mushrooms and stuff and feeling like that is so cool. Yeah. Like that is so unique. <laughs> That's nobody's doing that. And it was, as you just talked about, like that is part of kind of who you are. Right. Like that is part of your story. Right. Um, and I think, you know, like you can build a beautiful building. You can like, I mean, you can do a lot of things, but if it doesn't have like that soul yep. to it, yep. that sort of X factor, yep. then, I mean, it's like just another Marriott. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> Love Marriott, but um, <laughs> there's some nice Marriotts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know if that. No, I think that I think really that's I think that's on point. Yeah, having the soul and having like the the passion for it, you're gonna put something out that's really good if you really believe in it and you're yeah. happy to happy and you want to do it every day um yeah ours you know I've, I've, we thought about it and actually um there was a bartender here that we always give out like uh, we have like a kind of like a quarterly meeting with everybody and we give out like suggestion things and just kind of like what would you like yeah. to see done differently or what are we doing well you know good yeah. or bad anonymous kind of little card writes and on one of the cards was <clears throat> i want to see us be unapologetically ourselves and so it was like, you know, yes, people may want this or they may yeah. expect this, but this is what we are giving. That's them. so good. And so it's like, this is the experience we're wanting you to have. And it may not be the experience you want. Yeah. But then just, you know, you may not come back. Yeah. But not trying to just adapt ourselves to every single person's yeah. opinion. That is so good. Yeah. That was that one. I was really just like, that hit the home. And I was like, I love that. So yeah. I, um, we felt that a lot with, um, the evenings at provision yep. because so many people <laughs> have, and I, I reserve the right to change my mind. <laughs> um, but I mean, hundreds of people probably have, have urged us, asked us to make the evenings like a full service restaurant. Mm. And it just was never the concept. Right. And, like I just haven't been able to get past that. Like that's not who we are. That's yeah. not what I want to do. <laughs> right. It changes everything. And yeah, you know, like, um, I, yeah, it would change the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then you know, then you're doing table service, and it's just like a totally different concept that I think could be cool. <laughs> but it, yeah. I don't know that it's us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think, like you were saying, like both of us kind of have concepts that maybe people like have walked into at times and said like, what, what is this? Why do you grow red mushrooms? Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. Why do you sell groceries? Right. <laughs> um, but I do think kind of like sticking to your identity is huge. Yeah. I think it's major, man. All right. So the, the final portion of this, I have like a rapid fire, like this or oh, okay. that questions. Okay. okay. And you just kind of tell me which one. All right. 
Uh, all right, so first one, latte or pour over? Latte. Daytime experience of provisions or nighttime experience? Ooh, daytime. Okay, okay. Bubbles or red wine? Red wine. All right. All right, truffle chips or any other snack you sell? Truffle chips. <laughs> They're so good. All right, uh, entrepreneurship or working for someone else? Entrepreneurship. All day, all day. All right, and this last one. Skydiving with a guy who has a thousand jumps or a hundred thousand jumps? Mm, a thousand. <laughs> I always go with a thousand because I'm like the guy with a hundred thousand. The statistics of him dying on the next one is higher. <laughs> He's tired. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, he may just be like ready. I don't know. But, anyways, dude, I really appreciate you coming on. I've had a yeah. great conversation with you and uh, I look forward to more of them. Me too. Can I say one more? Yeah, dude, anything you want. I, I just have to say, yeah. y'all, it is such an honor to do business in Fairhope with a community of people like the Hope Farm where, you know, we might not say that many words, yeah. but knowing that there are other people here that are doing excellent things and really, like, pushing the limits in the service industry. Yeah. It's such... I mean, it's just a really exciting thing. We live in a town of like 30,000 people. Yeah. And, you know, there's several places that are just doing awesome things. It's, it's such a blast. Right back at you, man. I think uh, I think it's it's important for us to create these. Like, obviously, Fairhope's going to grow. And so yeah. it's important for us to kind of create that growth or, or, or impact that growth how we kind of want to see it. You yeah. know, we got our families. We want to attract more young families yeah. so we can all kind of be, you know, have fun with it. So, uh, I think that's a great thing to say, and I, I right back at you. Yeah, thanks. All right, man.